Hey there, welcome to the Doing Good Business Podcast, hosted by Kelly Stewart, business strategist helping companies to do good in all aspects of their business, and me, Laura Heacock, a leadership coach helping professionals bring kindness into business. Doing Good Business is a podcast for leaders who want to bring their whole selves to work and create companies that make a real difference in the world. Hey, welcome to Doing Good Business. We have loved spending the last two months with you every Monday since October, and it is almost the end of the year. It is the end of December in 2018, and most everybody is going to be doing holiday celebrations, whatever holidays you celebrate at the end of the year and New Year's celebrations. So Kelly and I are going to join you and do a little family celebrating and and regrouping and being with our people, but we will be back on January 7th. And what better topic to talk about at the end of the year than change? Absolutely. We all have this, you know, there are certain seasons as a coach where there are more people interested in in making a change. You know, January, early in the year is always one of those times. And then spring, you know, people get that spring cleaning energy and fall too. There's just a new energy in the air with fall. But particularly at the end of the year, you know, it's such a great time to look back at and take professional stock and take personal Mm -hmm. stock of where you've been in the last year and where you want to go in the new year. Absolutely. I worked for an organization years ago and we were, well, we were excited to do our look back and that's Mm -hmm. what we called it. It was our look back Mm -hmm. and it was neither, uh, it was not a judgment, right? It was just a, so what happened? Because I Mm -hmm. think too, as humans, especially if you're inclined to high achievement at all, you're just constantly (laughs) achieving. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. (laughs) (laughs) You're just constantly achieving and you don't, you know, it's just like, oh, that's done. Now what's the next? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's done. Now what's the next? And I think it's important as an individual, but also within the organization to take a look back Mm -hmm. into the organization and say, geez, what the heck? And sometimes you start putting that list together and you're like, wow, right? We did some good stuff. Yeah. Which is to say that's where the change comes in because we want to replicate the things that we did and build on those things, Mm -hmm. or we want to say, hmm, did not go quite the way we planned. Mm -hmm. How can we change that? Or, oh, now it's been 12 months and what's changed externally for us? What are the realities of the marketplace, right? Mm -hmm. um, And that have changed that we we need to just be responsible about and how are we going to um, adapt? Yeah. Change. I love this. I didn't even want to use the word. Exactly. (laughs) That just sounds so much better. (laughs) I love the term look back too, because so many companies, and and I think this tends to be more project based, but people call it a post mortem. Oh, Oh. we have to have the post mortem meeting. And Kelly, one of the things we talk about so much is how words really matter. And let me tell you, there is no meeting I want to go to less than one that's called a post mortem. Post mortem. Who wants to go to that? Nobody wants to go to that. And, And if you're old enough to remember the old Quincy, show Mm -hmm. right in the beginning he was the medical examiner and they would have the police cadets lined up and the first thing he does is is pull back the sheet and like two drop down and then he has like some syringe and he's doing something and two more drop down nobody wants to get that's the visual image yes no one wants to go to that no so we're gonna have a look back absolutely we're going to have a look back because in a in a post-mortem uh, by and large, now people are walking into that conference already shut off. They're walking right. into that meeting with already a layer of protection around yes. them because they know this is going to be something that is not enjoyable. So look at us mm-hmm. making change fun. Mm-hmm. We are going to make it fun. fun. We're going to help you. And this is one of the things, you know, we talk about what do you need to make change? You need, you know, psychological safety. And one mm-hmm. of those things is taking off that armor. And leaders, individuals, I'm talking to you. The leaders always have to be the first to do that. 
that to show that it's safe for the employees to do that. But really, even looking at things like the terminology, are you inviting people to a postmortem or are you inviting them to a look back or are you inviting right. them to a planning session or mm-hmm. a brainstorming session, something like that? You know, mm-hmm. our brains, we have that negativity bias that I talk about all the time. And if you attach a word like postmortem to a meeting, you're inherently going to get people coming in and not feel safe to share new ideas. Absolutely. Even creating a planning session, I'm sure that strikes terror into the hearts of, right. of many people, right? Yeah. Especially if it's not necessarily your skill set, right? Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're not a, a big Gantt chart enthusiast, right? Mm-hmm. Then that may be something where you feel going back to the psychological safety, I've got good ideas to share, but I can't necessarily speak about them Mm -hmm. in a way that a planning session is going to ask for. Yeah. So I like to think of it as, and this comes from something I want to talk about in a minute, but creating a preferred future. Oh, right. See, that's something I think Exactly, right? right. So that's something that's kind of, as a business leader, that's good to know because it starts to pave the way for this is not an admonishment. Mm -hmm. Um, This is this is not punitive, this meeting, right? We're going to come in, we're going to take our look back Mm -hmm. and knowing what we know, because everybody says, oh, hindsight. Oh, that's yeah. so awesome. Oh, if only I had known. Mm-hmm. Well, you do know because you're taking your look back. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to use this gift mm-hmm. of hindsight and say, how do we use what we know and what we've done and what we've tried to create the, the future that we I have. love preferred future. So is that like, so I asked Katie right this recently when she was talking about <laughs> pause marketing, I'll ask you the same thing. So is preferred future a Kellyism or is it like a business term out there that I, that hasn't hit me yeah, yet? You know what? It's really part of this much larger umbrella around appreciative inquiry, ah, which okay. is separate and distinct from positive psychology, mm-hmm. right? Which is um, separate and distinct from just having this vernacular, Mm -hmm. right, the neuroscience, Mm -hmm. knowing the neuroscience of what sends you into fight, flight, flight freeze, freeze, which Mm -hmm. we've talked about before, and what actually helps you kind of turn to a life-giving source, because that's what all human organisms do, and living organisms, Mm -hmm. not even just human. You turn to that some life-giving source Mm -hmm. to thrive. So it's, it's good for business leaders to know that just using the right words is enough from a neuroscientific Mm -hmm. standpoint to encourage growth, to say, here's what we we want your growth. So no, I'd like to call it my own, but it came from some or all of these disciplines in in some way, shape or form. But appreciative inquiry is a tool I wanted to talk about because I just think it distinguishes it. And we've talked about this before. When you are only solve for X, when you're only Mm -hmm. looking to fix what's broken, Mm -hmm. then you miss all of the other opportunities that are out there for the organization. Mm -hmm. And so appreciative inquiry says we are actually going to understand that the organization and its stakeholders, right. And the market is a mystery Mm -hmm. to be embraced, right. Because it's like this puzzle that we're going to have a fun time solving and trying, no, this didn't go there. Oh, I thought that went there. We're going to build this piece of it over here, right? As opposed to the ship is going down. Right. We need to fix right. it. We need to cut costs. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's a very different, that kind of reactionary response to things is actually a drag on yeah. the organization. So hmm. for our listeners, appreciative inquiry, go through it really quick. It's really about appreciating and valuing the best of what is, and that's what the look back Gives you an opportunity to do, hey, this one went out of the park. Mm -hmm. How can we do more of that next year, right? Um, Envisioning what might be. How can we do more of that next year? Preferred future. (laughs) Exactly. That's the whole preferred future. Mm -hmm. And then, and I think as we talk about this all the time in so many different ways, Laura, it's 
what should be, mm-hmm. what should this organization do? So that brings in the values because I'm a big fan of just because we can doesn't mean we should. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even now we're, we're talking about the fact that um, there's a shortage of um, truck drivers. Oh, well, truck drivers, yeah. Specifically, yeah. right? Oh truck drivers, gosh, yeah. right? And uh, I was having a very light conversation with somebody about this recently, and he was saying, like, you know, what are we going to do? We need truck drivers. I'm like, for how long? Yeah. For 10 years? Yeah. For 15 years? Like, mm-hmm. to me, you know, if we're going to have this driverless technology mm-hmm. and that's going to apply to trucks, to me, it would seem a little unfair almost to train somebody for a job that we know is going Away. to be obsolete, yeah, right? absolutely. Um, which doesn't address the short-term need, mm-hmm. but we'll have to figure that out some other way. But to really take people from a career path that could serve them for 25 years, mm-hmm. theoretically, or at least give them those transfer skills. If you're teaching someone to drive and we have driverless vehicles in five years, where do you transfer right. that skill to? Right. So I think that's a big part of it is what should be in the organization. So you appreciate what is and what you've done well, find a way to build on that. And I'm completely oversimplifying appreciative inquiry. So with all due <laughs> that's respect, what we do here. We oversimplify things. <laughs> that's okay. That's why you love us. Dr. Cooper Ryder <laughs> was behind all of this, but you know, it's really saying, what is what is out there that we can build on? What mm-hmm. went right? Mm-hmm. What can be? And really, this is a great time to bring in other stakeholders mm-hmm. because, right, you can, in this case, too many cooks in the kitchen is a good thing. Right. These different perspectives, it does help you bake the pie higher, yeah. whatever analogy is popular today. Yep. <laughs> um, but that's when you can bring in customers and say, what do you see? And you can bring in suppliers and you can bring in employees and you can bring in your banker and say, hey we had a really good year. What would you like us to see in the future? How could we add onto this? So How instead of like, better? so instead of going into that look back or that planning session or please don't call the postmortem, but right. instead of going oh, into one of those don't. things, if you get anything from us, it's that. <laughs> but when you go into that in, I think the invitation then is curiosity yes. instead of saying, okay, we are going to do a look back and we are going to see um, what we're going to continue into next year, you know, that's a fixed outcome that you mm-hmm. are, you know, you're kind of tainting that meeting with that desire for that fixed outcome. Like you just go into it with the curiosity of, Hey, let's, I'm curious what went well this year. Okay. Do we want to carry that forward? What didn't go as well? Do we want to tweak that? Do we want to scrap it? Do we want to change it? Do we mm-hmm. want to press pause on it? But really embracing that idea of getting curious about what are we going to see? And I think you're, your offer to invite different sorts of stakeholders to the table really speaks to that. Like maybe you do ask your customers to come to that meeting and say, Hey, what did you like about what we did this year? Or maybe you send a survey out. Maybe you invite, you know, people that are new to the organization instead of the same old people that are always in the room, you know, adding that extra input from different kinds of people than you normally ask in it, it kind of helps that create or that curiosity flourish. It helps you get Absolutely. different answers and different input and different ideas than going to the same old people and saying, okay, Bob, what'd we do this year that we want to do again next year? Well, Joe, I think, wait, no, let's ask different people. Let's ask our new employees. Let's ask our new customers. Let's do surveys. Let's get a lot more data to help us determine that preferred future that not only is what we want because the enemy of any good business is that's the way we've always done oh, it. That is so true. <gasps> we, so hate true. we hate that. We hate that. We hate that. So these are ways that you can actually get around that. The ways that you Absolutely. get around that, this is the way we've always done it, is you invite different people to the table. That is diversity. That mm-hmm. is inclusion. We want to get different perspective. We don't just want to talk to Bob and Joe that we've always talked to because it's Bob and Joe that sit on the board. 
Bob and Joe are great. And we need to invite, you know, Sally and Jamal and Susie and Mary and all these other people to the table. And some of them are customers and some of them have different, maybe they're vendors. Maybe you even have that conversation. But these are ways to really look at how do we want to set ourselves up to change in the new year? How do we want to get curious about what is going well and what are we going to do differently? Absolutely. Could not agree more. And one of the things um, that I have found that I use quite frequently, I think I may have even mentioned it before, is the SOAR strategy. Mm -hmm. And the SOAR strategy is strengths, opportunities, aspirations, and results. Mm -hmm. It's a great tool for business leaders. We'll put it again in the show notes because it's a great tool for business leaders in one simplifying what needs to be accomplished in that meeting through a series of questions. Mm -hmm. And the questions are very poignant. And they're also some of this strategy was derived from appreciative inquiry and positive psychology. So they're very positive. They Mm -hmm. invoke a construction of something and, Mm -hmm. and not just that critical thinking, which lots of times, you know, it has its place, but it just takes things down. Right. Yeah. Where construction says, okay, this went well, how do we do more of this? Mm -hmm. And it also bakes right into the question is what are the top three to five things that indicate that we're on track Yeah, on track, right? Because you need to know that you don't wait until the end of the year Mm -hmm. and find out, Oh no, that went horribly wrong because then change is very overwhelming, right? Because now you are not just course correcting, you are remediating and Mm -hmm. course correcting. That's a big leap in terms of change where if you take a look back and you say, okay, how can we build on something? And what are the, you know, three things that would indicate that we're on track mm-hmm. and you measure that throughout the year. Now you're just doing simple course corrections, right. which is so much easier and so much more achievable. Mm-hmm. I think again, when you relate achievement with change and not fear with change, right. not punishment with change, mm-hmm. not doom and gloom with change, mm-hmm. but when you relate achievement with change, then I think you're in a much better position to accomplish any plan that you put in place. So not yeah. only can you develop a better plan by asking these undeniably positive questions, right? right. There's a positive lens that this mm-hmm. is being asked through, but um, you can develop the plan, but then it also seems achievable because you're asking the people who will actually be tasked with the implementation implementation of the plan, mm-hmm. what do they think? And it also guards against with the aspirations part of it. And, and you see it in appreciative inquiry, what should be, that's what bakes in your values, mm, right? And it yeah. keeps you on course because yep. there's, as, and I know you, you give me <laughs> a, a tip of the hat for this, but I know that you can plan for anything. You can right. absolutely do that. Um, but the question is, are you doing that in the right way? Are yeah. you doing that in a way that isn't at the cost of other people or mm-hmm. the planet? And so how can you bring all of that together? And that question of what should be is what mm-hmm. prevents you from going off the rails as an organization. So I love this concept, even when it comes to the just leader employee relationship. And like you had said, you know, we shouldn't do just a once a year look, you know, we should be looking at things consistently. And it's the same way with, you know, in the old days, old days, <laughs> the employee reviews are once a year. Oh. It was tied to your performance increase. You mm-hmm. had to fill out a selfie eval. Your manager did an eval for you. And that was mm-hmm. like the only time for many people that they got any feedback. And now, thank God. The trend in the marketplace is changing to, you know, a weekly check-in, at the very least a monthly one-on-one, but to exactly the point that you said, the worst thing, the way that, you know, change becomes scary Mm -hmm. when it's built up over 365 Mm -hmm. days, as opposed to week-to-week digestible little bite-sized pieces of things that, you know, like... 
Hey, Sally, I noticed that you, uh, you know, you formatted this report differently and I found it a whole lot easier to read. Thank you. Could you do the other ones the same way? That's a lot more manageable in a week for Sally than if at the end of the year you say, God, Sally, only one of your 99 reports is readable and mm-hmm. it's really causing our stakeholders some angst. And if you don't fix this, we're going to have to let you go or find somebody that's better at word formatting. You know, it's, right. the change the concept of change becomes scary in part because it becomes too big. It also becomes mm-hmm. an elephant in the room. We don't like to talk about it, but when we make it part of our regular conversation, then it becomes safer. We Absolutely. start to realize that like, okay, I I can trust my boss. You know, I can trust my leader to tell me when something mm-hmm. is, you know, in need of improvement or when I am doing a good job equally as important, if not more, just like I can trust my organization to say, we're going to do these things differently in 2019 mm-hmm. because we, we've had this look back and we've had this like ideation session where we're coming to the table and listening to different people and getting different ideas. And, and here's the why, you know, here's the exactly. why for why we're going to implement these things. Like you just build in that safety and that excitement and you tie it back to your values and then you've got the engagement at the same time. No, absolutely. And there's just so much to be accomplished, mm-hmm. right? And to resist the what is, and this is he's kind of going in a different direction from where you are, but it did occur to me where you're talking to resist the what is, is detrimental to an organization yeah. today, yeah. right? Because there's so little that's in the organization's control in the big scheme mm-hmm. of things. We've talked about being in this transparent market before, right? Yep. And so you can't really kill a story the way you could yeah. back in the 1920s yeah. and 30s, right? Yeah. <clears throat> you couldn't buy people off, hopefully not as easily yeah. as it has been in the past. But there is a great deal of transparency, whether you're doing those things or not, and exposure. So the the faster that you can kind of line up with what is, mm-hmm. is the faster you're going to be able to see, is there an opportunity mm-hmm. in that? And in some cases, they feel like threats, but a appreciative inquiry or the source strategy would say, look at that threat, that supposed threat mm-hmm. long enough to see, is there an opportunity right. in that? And I think about that in terms of how many business leaders really seem to resist millennials coming into the market oh, my to the point where here Embrace we are. Them. Exactly. We're yeah. a full like 15 years into this and I'm still hearing people ask about millennials and I'm like, well, if that's the conversation you're having, you're missing the larger opportunity mm-hmm. here and not to mention that Gen Z is coming into the market. Right. So now what are you going to do with right. those, right? But if those business leaders had been able to line up with the fact that millennials, yes, they were going to use technology in a completely different way mm-hmm. than you, the business leader, use technology because they could. Yeah. And if you, the business leader, were the same age as a millennial, you'd be using it in a different, exactly. this is evolution. Yes. Right. right? Yes. It, it's not, um, it's not a judgment mm-hmm. against you as a business leader that you don't really know how to use social media, right. but line up with what is happening yes. and figure out how to make that part of your achievement, because that's what right. we're talking about. We started off calling it change, but we're talking about achievement. Yeah. Right? And when I work with a leader one-on-one, it's the same conversation. It's we are not trying to make you into a different person is the conversation I had with a client recently. He's like, well, do I just need to be a totally different person? No. Right. What we're doing is we're peeling back the layers and we're looking at what has always been there, mm-hmm. but maybe it's under the surface or maybe it's masked or, you know, for whatever reason, you know, you kind of put it in a box, like we're getting to the heart of what's always there. And for an individual, you have to do that to be able to move forward. And for a company, you have to do the same thing. Like we're not going to disregard what's there, but we're going to look at, you know, okay, 
what was, you know, why did we do this and why did we do that? And we're going to peel back the layers to figure out what's at the heart of our philosophy and our structure mm-hmm. as an organization. And then we're going to decide how to move forward and we're going to decide how to bring that out even more. Right. Yeah. And we're going to ask other people, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Right. And what could be, and that's where your innovation comes from mm-hmm. and that's where you stay true to your ethics. So for our listeners, I would say check out Appreciative Inquiry. Learn yeah. what you can. I think mm-hmm. it will be a refreshing change of pace mm-hmm. for you in your, mm-hmm. your business meetings. And as you think about what's possible for mm-hmm. 2019 in your organization. And also, and we'll um, put this in the show notes to check out the source strategy. Yep. It's a series of questions. It's But they're great questions to mm-hmm. ask. And if you haven't tried them or you might be hesitant to... Uh, try all of them. Try some of them. Yeah, just and take see what you what want. type of response that you get. Yeah. But um, in, in the cases when I've used it, and cases when other organizations have used it, it really does. It opens them up to so many opportunities mm-hmm. beside the one thing that they thought they were coming to talk about, mm-hmm. solving for X, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. And that's my wish for any organization that's thinking about planning in 2019 and what they're going to do and how they're going to grow and evolve is. Do it in a way that feels achievable mm-hmm. and um, and yet still strategic yeah, and yet still measurable. Mm-hmm. And these are all good things. Yeah. And I will say, get yourself on a personal, individual level or organizational level, get yourself some support. You want to put in new business practices, mm-hmm. find an expert that knows how to help you with that. You as a leader, you know, want to do some personal work, find a leader or find a coach that's able to help you with that. Find a consultant that can help you incorporate a give back strategy or something like that into the organization. Because you don't have to know it all. And if we can leave you with one thing, it's that, you know, like go out and educate yourself, figure out the change that you want to bring to your organization in 2019 and get some help with it. Absolutely. Well, and make it a good year. Yeah, make it a create, good year. Create the future that you prefer. Yes, preferred future. Create it for yourself. Create it for your organization. And thank you so much for being here with us. This has been an amazing launch of this podcast it is absolutely uh, a labor of love that we do and bring every week and we will be back on january 7th 2019 all right everyone make it a great year thanks for being here thanks so much for listening to this episode and we would love to hear from you send your comments your questions suggested topics to podcast at doinggoodbusiness.com if you'd like visit our website of the same name, doinggoodbusiness.com. Remember, you can always rate and review us wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. Feel free to share it. Until next time, we encourage you to take one small step toward doing good business.